Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Mobile Arm Radio episode. Oh Christ, what episode is this? Thirteen. Thirteen. Episode thirteen. The first episode of the new year. Yeah, or season two, episode one. We didn't decide if we were going to episode thirteen, season two, episode one. This is what we're going to call it now because I've said so. (laughs) Yep. Um, I'm Chopper. I'm Brian. I'm Rob. And we still don't get it right after a year. We did get it right. Uh, well, yeah, we'll figure a, it out. There was a whole pause there. It was a little too much. I'll, I'll edit it out. Don't worry. <laughs> no, don't edit it out. This is organic, baby. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> so here we are in our 13th episode. Uh, God, it's been a year and a month. Yeah. Yeah, I just got the uh, notification that uh, we had our Twitter one-year anniversary. Oh, nice. God. Fancy. <laughs> I think we're doing pretty well for a long while. You got, you know, yeah. Molan reads. We've been, I've been dropping some presents because apparently I'm the only one who owns a video camera. <laughs> I got that. Uh, well, I'll talk about it later. But I have a new game that I might, I might do a let's play or an unboxing or something. Oh, that would be awesome. We'll see. I do have a video cool. camera, so All I'm right. just bad at taking pictures. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's so. Pat's really good at working to the point down camera. Like he's he's expert at. Mm-hmm working to that camera so i gotta learn <laughs> learn the skills yeah well you know, yeah it comes from working in the mines <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that means but <laughs> i don't know well let's continue the nonsensical stuff in the drop ship what do you guys say sure sounds good drop ship landing All right, here we are at the dropship. So let's, uh, I know Rob is all chomping in the bit to talk about all the cool things he's got. So why don't we start with Rob? He said we're going to cut segments short so we could talk about this uh, stuff. Comstar is where it really happens. But this one I do have some things to talk about. I did get, uh, as always, I get Gundam loot. And this, I think they listened because I got a Zaku. Nice. I bitched about it last month, but... We got the, uh, they Z- watched the show! Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I got the Z- awesome. Zaku 1 from, uh, uh, Gundam Origin. And it's, uh, mm. it's like a GM for Zeon. And it's awesome. It may be one of my favorite, uh, Zeon, uh, Gundams so far. Or mobile suits, I guess. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like a generic version of a, a Zaku. It was gray, right? No, this, well, yeah, it's kind of gray and, gray and dark gray? Or green? I think it's dark gray. But yeah, it's very cool. And he's he's nice. got a shield and a axe and a big gun as they always do. It's the regular uh, uh, Zeon gun, the one with a little. It looks like a Tommy gun, kind of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a it was really good, great model, and uh, so glad to get a a, a uh, Zeon model from Gundam Loot. I was so excited. I was. <laughs> I also got to, it came with a bunch of uh, liner markers and other markers. I have so many liner markers now, I never really do it. I should, but I also <laughs> don't put decals on either, because it's just like, eh, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> Why don't you do the liner marker, at least? The, line, I, the lining make, makes those models pop. You I know, still, I did it on my... For, for such a minimal amount of effort, really. Yeah, I did it on all my uh, my Gundams, because they're white, so it really shows up. But I think on this model, especially, it's so dark, you probably wouldn't see it anyway, so... And he oh, looks great. Fair. He looks great anyways. 
I'm very happy with them. Uh, the other thing I got, and it's it's uh, related to mechs, is a stunt bot from Dead Zone. They've been re-released. They're nice. For, they're for the uh, Marauders, which is the orcs and goblins. It's actually pop, uh, piloted by a goblin. And I uh, got the weapon options, so I magnetized those up. So he's got four different weapon options. And it's my first stunt bot, and I'm excited. I have another one, but I think I'm letting my co-host from Dead Zone the Podcast, Jack, do the second one, so... Nice. But what, magnets what, uh, are friends. Yeah, what, what strength of magnets did you use? I have, like, all different sizes, but uh, there are rare earth ones, obviously. And uh, mm. I had the I had one that's a nice big size for the shoulder joints, and then I did a smaller one that fits inside of the, uh, with the uh, green stuff, I fit it inside the uh, little divot that the arms have. I didn't okay. do any drilling. I did. I just cut off the the, nat, the nibs that were already on there and replaced it with magnets. So you can see the. I think you see the joints a bit more, but I like it the way it was originally made. It's the joints are really rubbing on the torso. It's kind of out a little bit farther now. I actually like it better. And once ah. it's painted, I think it, I'll paint it up and make it look like a some kind of like servo or something in there. And it'll look pretty right. cool. Nice. Yep. So I have that. And that's all I've uh, been building. I, I have tons of. Uh, Battletech stuff, but I haven't painted anything recently, so... But, uh, yeah. I think that covers... And I'm still waiting for the CAV Kickstarter, which is coming in in uh, September, I think, the last release said, so... Once I get that, I'll have a crap ton of CAV to paint, so it'll be that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that covers most uh, mech games and or model kits, so... (laughs) Alright, Brian, what do you got going? Well, you'll be happy to know... I've been making progress on my little uh, uh, Escaflone mecha contraption thing for Vanguard. Um, I, I've now primed and and started painting uh, the white parts. So basically, I, I have the Exia torso um, and the, the got Wraith Knight legs, Eldar Wraith Knight legs, and a, a few other bits and bobs uh, that I'm. I'm Slapping together on this thing, and uh, I've I've started. I took out basically all the blue from the Exia. Uh, I've I've primed that white, and I've been painting over it uh, with white, and uh, it's it's starting to take shape. Uh, now I just have to decide if I'm going to be painting the white parts white as well, uh, just so it's kind of consistent. Is the whole uh, thing white from the uh, from Escaplone? Uh, pretty much, actually. That it's got uh, it, it has kind of a whitish gray uh look to it because it's it's kind of bone like. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if you skeleton bone on it, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, um, I might do that. I might because uh, I do have some more kind of that lighter tan uh, type uh, paint with me. I also have like a flesh wash that might actually work really well on white. I'll, I'll experiment on some smaller things first. Yeah, maybe wash uh, it and then uh, then put the white back on in the the highlight parts, so it yeah. doesn't mute the highlight, but still gives you darker areas and the. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at pictures of it now, and it is a, yeah, it's kind of bonish. Yep, definitely bonish. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, it's I. I might even finally post pictures. I was going to say it's it's amazing <laughs> how many pictures you've posted in our Facebook or uh, Discord. It's it's oh oh you haven't yeah, posted yeah. any pictures. Yep. It's going to be a uh, big funny. reveal. You don't want to show yeah. the masterpiece before it's ready. That's why. No, especially like I also, um, before I, I'd actually kind of worked the, the legs together um, for the, the Eldar Wraith Knight part. And uh, I, I think I mentioned in a previous episode, they 
I ordered the parts like in parcel, like just different sections of this model mm-hmm. uh, off eBay, and they left off the knee joints. Yeah. Uh, so I was having to green stuff that whole, like the whole joint. Um, and, and ultimately like the pose that was coming out of it really looked wonky where its knee was kind of jutting out at one angle and then its ankle would be pointing another direction and it just looked weird. So, uh, I've, I've decided I'm, I just broke that kind of back apart and I'm going to try to, to repose it in a, a more dynamic, but sense, sensible fashion. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's almost uh, good to have a even like an action figure or like something else just so you can move it around and see which see what angles look right. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you have something that moves. I, I do. Those, uh, you can get those little wooden men. That yeah, well, that's the, uh, that's the classic uh, artists use that. But that those usually cost quite a bit, actually. Yeah, you can go to Michael's. They have them for like 10 bucks. Oh, yeah? Yeah, some of the cheap ones. Yeah, well, maybe. Just the, the, good angles, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I do have a whole lot of poseable <laughs> Gundam figures. Too. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I might just Gundams, take a look yeah. at those. Well, yeah, just do that then. You just... <laughs> yeah, it's good. I've point. already spent the money on those. Yeah. Um, boy, did I. Um, <laughs> and 10 bucks is mostly to another uh, Gundam kit, so why waste it on a right? wooden gun? Yeah, I'm halfway to a high grade, so. <laughs> maybe, maybe for your Gundam kits. <laughs> yeah, well. I, I buy the cheap stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, it's, it's been kind of neat putting that together, because it, it has gotten me a little bit on that, that kick of, you know, like putting together the Exia parts of it. I was like, man, I, I kind of want to actually put together a whole Gundam kit. And I have a bunch. I was going to so, say, don't you have a bunch that you haven't put together yet? <laughs> I have a huge backlog of model yeah. kits. Mm-hmm. So that's good that you, you don't have to go out and find one. You just go into your closet. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what a backlog of models look like. So you two are yeah, slackers. I never have a backlog. I have nothing right Well, other than actual miniatures. I have no kits. <laughs> I have thousands of miniatures, but no kits. But uh, I'm also excited for the uh, the Stuntpot re-release. Um that that's that's definitely on my to to get list uh, to have an official one. Um, I'll, I'll probably start painting those up like Zaku's because uh, that's what I do. And uh, and no yeah, Zaku boy, exactly. No, it's well, a I, stunt are, I already got that goof. I already got that boy. Yeah, that's right. You have well, that's just a regular uh, Strider, right? Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it's a regular Strider, but it's it's so mashed up with a, yeah. a bunch of stuff that actually kind of fits uh the the uh stump i mean even the the stump pots themselves were like old striders i think in in canon yeah that's right it's yeah. like the first version of striders so it all works out pretty well i don't have any striders at here but i, I think the stump pots are a little smaller I, 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 they, they're a bit more squat yeah their their legs are lower i think the striders no, the uh, stunt bots are smaller. Oh, they're they're definitely shorter, one hundred percent. Not as short as in Iron Ancestor, which is the other Dead Zone uh, mech for the dwarves. Yes, yeah. Fathers. They they're really small, like they're, really really. They're small. shorter. The stunt bots are shorter and stouter. Yeah, more broad shouldered. I do like them though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's um, and then. I'm kind of a, a another smaller scale on the Dreadball side of things in the Warpath universe. 
Um, I, I happened to pick up a Big Mech mm. and, uh, the Barricade, uh, models. Um, our, my buddy Andrew was selling them at, uh, the Dreadball tournament. Cool. Uh, just trying to get rid of them. So I'm like, I will take those off your hands. Uh, so they're, they're about the size of a, a Strider. They're kind of giants within the context of the Dreadball. Crazy A was selling them? Yeah, Crazy A was selling them. Uh, they, the Big Mech is, it looks like I a think Strider. They were just his, yeah. But it's slightly smaller than a normal Strider. If you look it's at way it. Small. It's yeah. smaller than a Stunbot, actually. Yeah. That's yeah, a little it's, bit smaller. I have, I have them all, and I, and I have them stacked in, in a, in a, a foam case next to each other. Yeah. And the, the Dreadball, Strider uh, is definitely. I have a bunch of Dreadball stuff. I don't know where it is, but uh, I probably should comb through that for uh, that kind of stuff. But it's somewhere in there here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a I giant it's just... in the context of Dreadball, but not a giant in the context of. It's still bigger than the average the... model, though. It, it would still work. Yeah, it's all the yeah, base well, size, really. Anyways, it's almost a. Uh, it's almost a power suit in Dreadball. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think that uh, that about covers uh, my my hobby time so far. So, what have you been up to, Pat? Oh, same, <laughs> not a lot. Uh, actually, I put in I put a nice little dent in my uh, my Cav army building. So I've since played a game, and that list was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I now since reworked my list and now I have to reprime a bunch of miniatures that I didn't prime originally because they weren't in the list that I was working with. <laughs> so I've now increased my work. While I put a big dent in it, I've also now increased my workload <laughs> on the Cavs side of my army because, uh, boy, in a 5,000 point game, fire support is not good. No. It just isn't. Hmm. Uh, for the same point. For the uh, fire support uh, cab models. You need uh, bigger armies for it to be useful, you think? I think so. I think in a yeah. 10,000 point army, which is a huge is a huge game. Yeah. I mean, for the same point, I can get another attack. It's a small uh, enough cab that, squad. Yeah. Uh, and then they would be a little more effective. So Maybe you just uh, Not suck. to say... <laughs> no, no. The, well, I, I did have some bad dice rolling. That's not... Because yeah. uh, we also played Batman... Oh, you tried the Batman? After eh? that, yeah, and then uh, uh, Batman, Damian Wayne, and Nightwing all died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not supposed to happen. No, that sounds I, like uh, a tragic uh, Batman comic. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. The dice rolling was just horrible. I just would pay for rerolls. Uh, initial rerolls would be all blank, and then the rerolls would be blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who killed them? <laughs> A uh, penguin and a couple of uh, <laughs> just goons. A couple just of goons, but I think they were because uh, that's pretty sad. If penguin killed that man, they were hazmat machine gun guys. <laughs> oh, that's, at least they got machine guns. Yeah, no, but uh, Batman got. Uh, oh, we're going off topic. Here. I was going to say, there's yeah, no yeah, mechs in Batman. Not, there's no mechs in Batman. There's the Batmobile, but. Uh, uh, so yeah, so now I've scratched out a whole fire sports squad and added another attack squad. I've redid my squads, so now the models that I had are not in my army list anymore. So I have painted models that I'm not going to be using in an army list and primed and base painted models that are now coming into the list. So 
Well, I put it, like I said, like I put a huge dent in my cavalry. <laughs> I've added to the list since I reworked the list again. And you're still playing uh, the rock? The rack? Still playing the rack, yeah. Cool. Um, as far as that's concerned, uh, do I have anything else going on with the mechs? Painting-wise, uh, game-wise, I, I picked up, uh, I got my Kickstarter. That's in or, Comstar, uh, man. Stop skipping ahead. Is that ahead. Comstar? Yes. Oh, okay. I get these things. <laughs> these, these segments are getting too confusing. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's building, then it's st- talking about games. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was media. That's, Never mind. Well, You're terrible. Everybody. I, I'm just going to follow your lead. So... <laughs> Uh, as far as model building, uh, that's concerned, uh, Optimus Prime or Nemesis Prime is, uh. Primed? Uh, he is primed, actually. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> he is primed and I have the label, I have the, so I, what I do with the, with the sprues is I, uh, I spray the color of the base I want those, that sprue to be on the edge of the sprue. So, once the priming is done, I'll just, Base coat all the, the those parts that I need, put them on there, and start building up from there. You're very organized. Well, because uh, you know, I don't know why that came up. Oh, because uh, I think Beetle was asking, you know, do you spray on the on the thing and then spray or spray built? And I do uh, a little bit of both. I yeah. prime on the sprue, cut them, and then base mm-hmm. paint them, and then put them together, and then I start to build from there, paint from there. You're a crazy, crazy person. I just, Which is uh, why, this is why I have a backlog of models because I'm actually yeah you, you actually yeah you paint them from scratch yeah. which is crazy yeah. no decals no nothing no I hand paint all the symbols yeah what was yeah. it the cockpit you did for the which one was that the uh, the Zhang yeah that's what it Zhang? was yeah 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 that was crazy all the little monitors for something you never see because it's way <laughs> yeah. inside. <laughs> That's what so, makes it worth it, man. Yeah, wait till you see when I get these vipers together. Oh. <laughs> How's your hanger doing? Uh, it's on the back burner right now. Uh, you let your uh, uh, 3D printer rest? Yes, actually, we put it. My wife put it through the the, the ringer. We yeah. can all these little models. So, oh, yeah. uh, I think I'm going to start back up again this weekend. Actually, or just printing the pieces. Uh, what I need to do is uh, mass produce all the pieces now. So. Instead of printing the pieces one at a time, I'm going to start, I'm going to maximize the bed usage. Yeah, just fill it up and let it go. Yeah, and since I'm going to, I have three different vipers to build launch tubes for now, I need to figure out how many of each piece I need <laughs> and print that many pieces. You're going to need more right. and more space. You're going to have to, like, have a viper room. Well, as long as they don't make a viper three, four, five, and six marks uh i think that would be awesome if they did that anyone making models if you could make a mark three four five six feel free to comment into the show and let us know that you're doing that or if someone has got 3d model skills i know there i know there are fan jeff we know you're out there we know you're listening (laughs) i know there are fan made picks out there the different viper marks up to uh but there's only Physical models for Mark 1s, 2, and 7, so there's a whole slew in between that are missing. Huh, that's weird, eh? I wonder why. Uh, I have no idea, but I would love to do... Uh, if I had three model skills, I would probably try and make a, a 3D print. I mean, somebody's got to have done it by now. Uh, 
maybe. Maybe. Uh, right into the mailbag. <laughs> we don't have mailbag. Uh, no mailbag. So uh, we that's got an email address. <laughs> that's all I got for uh, dropship right then. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, and half right. of it was Comstar, nice. so that's good. <laughs> well, I didn't. We didn't get there. I mean, uh, I still work on my cab, you know. Like I said, uh, uh, I enjoy the game very much, uh, and I would like to get a painted army together that f- plays well. It doesn't have to win; just has to play well. The the last list I did was not good, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is why we play the game. You tried your list. I think it's the best part of these, especially uh, when you're starting out. You don't know what the meta is. You don't know what works and what doesn't, or what combos and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. things look good on paper, and you actually play it, and you're like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not how I play. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's it. He's got to play to your style, too. Yeah. So, uh, Fire Sport models are now out. <laughs> no Conquerors, no Reapers. Done. Maybe in a bigger point game when uh, uh, they can support a mass amount of attack squads. Uh, you just need people to keep them off the other ones? Yeah. You know. Things like that. They can be true fire support. Uh, cool. All right. Cool. All right. Let's move on then. Let's head on to Comstar. Message from Comstar. All right. Welcome to Comstar. Uh, talk about our media and games and things we play here. So now this is where I think Rob <laughs> wants to shine. So we will again start with Rob. No, see, you just want to get it all my stuff out of the way. I have well, a, I have a long list. I'm curious about to hear what you got, man, because you, you were hyping it up and you wouldn't tell us, so now I'm curious. Yeah, well, there's a lot of news, because uh, a lot of things have happened in this, like, last month concerning mech stuff, so. Uh, first thing, we already mentioned it, Dead Zone. Uh, the, the stunt bot, stunt bot is back, which it was an original bot for them, but they also got new, uh, powered suits called, uh, the leaders called Bolts, and there's Grunt Bots. And they're, they might as well be mechs. Once again, they're piloted by goblins, and the goblins so small, they might as well be mechs, so. <laughs> no, it's right. It's supposed to be like a power suit. <laughs> but they're so small inside them. But, yeah. uh, yeah. So they got to, so anybody who wants, uh, just some cool looking, uh, mechs, if you're not even playing Dead Zone, they're pretty cool and good price. So that's the first thing. We, uh, Dead Zone has a new, uh, supplement out, so they have all stats for these guys in them. Uh, then the next thing is the Battletech, uh, from Catalyst, the tabletop game, is getting a Kickstarter. This is exciting. I know Pat will not be excited because it's the clan invasion. But even <laughs> so, the th- key to this is all the unseen are coming back. And it, I am so excited. Like, <laughs> we got Marauders, we got Phoenix Hawks, Wasps, uh, I'm Archers. Going to participate only because the unseen. Yeah, well, you get the Inner Sphere stuff. I'm sure they're going to have options once the Kickstarter launches. I think it launches in uh, mid-July sometime. Oh, July 17th. So yeah, it's pretty mid-July-ish. And uh, excited about that. So that's going to be a, a big money sink. I won't have as much money for Gen Con because of this. Like, well, yeah, it'll be... It matters how long the Kickstarter goes, because I won't be charged until after Gen Con, probably. So. Yeah, well, you should know that uh, Gen Con is also, for your your... Your benefit, so you can uh, plan things uh, while not mech related. They are also releasing their Shadow Run. Yes, Gen Con. So, yes, that's interesting too. We might uh, might do some Shadow Running too. That'd be fun. So, Catalyst, oh, sweet. 
Catalyst has a lot going on, which is great. And I think in the last show, I actually said I want more plastic mechs, but that do not get, it's not going to happen because uh, they don't have they don't have the ability to. Obviously, I was wrong. That Catalyst is putting out more plastic mechs, so <laughs> I'm glad to be wrong. Yeah, well, you know, I think people are actually listening, and then they're like, "Those sons of," and then, <laughs> then do do other things. I think they just want our dreams to come true. So whatever else we wished for, expect it to happen this year. Flying cars, I think, was one of them. So flying cars, <laughs> hoverboards. I thought we said maybe. Uh, oh, in the jetpacks. Battle- yes, jetpacks. Uh, we have you seen the uh, Adam Savage builds? He built a real life working. Uh, Iron Man suit that flew and it was bulletproof. So, nice. so it's it's already uh, happening, people. Ah. Uh, BattleTech also related is the video game, the Urban Warfare expansions out, and they just patched it to fix any little the funny things. But fighting in cities is quite fun. I like blowing up buildings when people are standing on them, and then they fall, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and then I stand over them and laugh. <laughs> laugh at them. <laughs> Don't jump on top of buildings, or I'm going to shoot it over my you. So, yeah, <laughs> fun, fun times. A lot more, a uh, lot more. Actually, they've once again. I think this is something they wished for in BattleTech, is that they showed a lot more of the inner sphere. So they're making the map bigger and bigger. So hopefully, eventually, they'll just fill up the whole inner sphere, which would be very nice. But we got a boat. <laughs> I can't remember how many new planets we got, but quite a few, which is great. Uh, on the video game front, there's also a new video game called Phantom Brigade, and it's a mech game, but it's really interesting. It's it's turn-based, hmm. sort of, but it's uh, you play around uh, with what the enemy might do, so you set up your strategy, and then you let it play out and see how your tactics play out with the... And then physics get involved and change things, and some of the things you thought you were going to do end up not working right, and it's, it's it looks really interesting, the way that the turn-base works in this one. It's kind of like a time kind of thing going on. I guess it's kind of trying to represent your your leader figuring out what your enemy's going to do and then counteracting it. Uh, that's not out until next year, but they do have a lot of videos of the gameplay and stuff like that out for that. So I think the link we have in the Facebook, I think we uh, put the link, so it'll be there. Nice. Uh, also, on the comic front, Robotech, a lot of people have been uh, hating this Robotech comic because it's <laughs> sort of retelling the story, but differently. But now they've moved beyond the weird retelling to a whole new original idea that has time travel, interdimensional stuff. Ugh. There's people ah. from other other stories, like Dana from, she's from the future, has come back in time to try to warn Rick. And it's really interesting that it's going a new way. Is it's it- re- is it a time heist? No, it's more that the invader invading a little early, so some timey wimey stuffs happening. So they just finished I've... fighting the Zentradi, and now the invader on their on their tails. I so, blame Iron Man. So this has become a Star Trek episode. Yes, maybe, but it's uh, written by Simon Furman, who did all the classic uh, in the like '80s Transformer comics that really made. He was the British writer who wrote the original. Uh, the British Transformers, which made them be pretty famous for what they did. And now, then he went on to do many other things, but so he's, he's a well, well-versed writer. The art is still not great. It is done by Titan Comics, so they can't afford the best artists. And if you're turned off by bad art, it may, may be a little jarring, but, uh, if you can avoid, if you can like get over the fact that sometimes you're like, what the hell is going on? It's not actually what's going on. It's more like, why does that person so look so weird or, like, 
It's not great <laughs> art. I will not say it's great art in the least, but it's the story I think makes up for the art. So that's interesting. And then in the comics also, uh, Transformers, the new steer, uh, series that restarted the continuity is going on. And that's like an odd murder mystery. And it's like <laughs> before the Autobot Decepticon War. It's not in the IDW continuity that we're doing for the uh, the uh, Mobile Armor Radio Reads. It's a whole new continuity. And it's a lot of intrigue and not much fighting. But it's like the Decepticons are, instead of being like, uh, in the IDW one, they're kind of uh, terrorists almost. They're like a a different, like, actually militant. This one, they're kind of more like a uh, another uh, political faction. So it's like the Autobots against the Decepticons. And they're kind of both... Kind of working together for Decepti- or for Cybertron, but obviously the Decepticons are going to uh, turn bad. They're called they're not even called Decepticons yet. They're called Ascenticons or something like that. A little bit different name, but they're gonna. It's headed by Megatron still. And there's been murders. There's never been a murder on Cybertron, or not in a long time. And now there's been a series of murders, and people keep dying. And uh, I think it's <laughs> and you you're kind of figuring out that it's the Decepticons are doing something for some reason. So. There's that, and it's that's uh, cool. yeah, it's interesting. It's it's a funny way to restart a continuity. You think they'd restart with a big battle or a big, you know? This is much more like a weird murder mystery. <laughs> murder on the Cybertron Express. Yeah, it is. It's like strange. And uh, I also got uh, at went to Niagara Falls Comic Con. The last thing is that I went there and walked around. There's crazy things. I was about five feet from Billy D. Williams at one point. Oh, and, nice. And. Uh, uh, Jerry Mathers from Leave it to Beaver was just sitting there by himself and my sister who I went with, uh, she was like depressed <laughs> when she just saw him there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there was no one there hanging out with the beef. No, no, nobody was hanging out with the beef. Nobody cared. There's a huge lineup for Christopher Lloyd. That was the big thing. Did you go over uh, there and say hi to him? No, I didn't bother because you have to pay tons of money to talk to these people. Uh, uh but I did, yes. I did find a uh, booth that was selling old toys and I got an original Jetfire from G1. He's oh, nice. for uh, fifteen bucks. He was old, he's missing oh, an arm, oh, but shit. he's great. And I also found an old Ralph Parth uh, box set, sealed in plastic, still of the Medium Omnimex uh, from back in the day. Of course, I ripped it open and immediately built them, so I ruined any value <laughs> of them. But uh, that was that was a good find too, and that was only like thirty bucks or something. So it's like really good deals I got there. And the the thing was, the guy when I bought the Jetfire. He was just like, oh, you like this old toys? I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're going to be here tomorrow? I got way more. I was like, Ugh. so I didn't get to get more. <laughs> so hopefully next year he'll bring a, a ton more and I'll be able to get some more G1 stuff. You should have just told him to take your number and send you a screenshot. And buy, well, that's what I said. Do you have a store online store? No. Do you have uh, anything? No, no. I'm like, he, he does. He only goes to comic this Comic-Con to sell stuff. Like he just gets a booth and sells whatever he has. He probably finds stuff over the, over the goes to garage sales or whatever and the, Sells it to all the uh, smelly geeks. And uh, that's it. I think that covers everything that I wanted to talk about. That was a good, solid 10 minutes of me talking. So there you go. You guys take a breath. speak amongst <laughs> yourselves. I'm done. <laughs> no, oh, actually, fine. I'm not done. I'm not done oh, because okay. Here we go. No, oh, I forgot oh, today. Lies and betrayal. Literally, like, like earlier today, I got my uh, Robotech, uh, uh, what is it? What's the... Force of Arms and uh, Crisis Point games. I got a a good bundle from uh, that that uh, company. I don't even know who makes these games, but they're like card games. They're like Robotech card games. So I just got those. Oh, and, okay. And uh, I will be doing an unboxing. That's the one I might do a video for, and uh, hopefully some gameplay eventually. Now I'm done. That was the last thing. I'm nice. out of here. 
I'm dropping the mic. <laughs> don't, don't drop the mic. Okay. Those are expensive. I'll just sit down. All right. Brian, what do you got going on? <laughs> now that uh, Rob's wasted all our time. Well, it's less exciting, I would say. <laughs> um, uh, I, I went to Origins, uh, the game fair, uh, here just a, a little bit ago, and uh, mostly to compete in uh, the Dreadball tournament. Uh, but it was it was like my first time going to an event this big. Uh, normally, like Adepticon was is kind of like my big convention, uh, which is which is a bit more like tabletop, you know, miniature wargaming and stuff. Uh, Origins is like a big board games fair um, that happens in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, and it was big. <laughs> there there's Tens of thousands of people. You haven't been to Gen Con yet. Yeah. I haven't been to Gen Con yet. Uh, I I came close. I was on the outside. It was kind of a gated community scenario, and I didn't have a ticket yet. <laughs> Is Origin like that too, where you can't even get into the? Uh... Uh, they they do like you can get into the venue, yeah, like the building itself. But then like the individual rooms, they have badge checkers. Do they? Can so, you get into the vendor hall? Uh, they check your badge. Oh, yeah, so it's just like Gen Con. I think the same thing with Gen Con. Yeah. Which, which was kind of unfortunate. I actually asked one of those guys, um, wandering around, because I came in, uh, like, left, uh, Michigan here, like, early in the morning and got, got to Columbus by, like, like, one o'clock, and my tournament was at four. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, I've got, three hours to run through this ginormous vendor hall like it was it was insane how big this thing was i <coughs> uh, saw saw really cool stuff um and unfortunately i i mentioned earlier i am awful at taking pictures <laughs> and so i only have a handful uh but they had like the they had uh the mech warrior like battle pods they had like a dozen or so of those things hooked up um for people to, to just go in and play um, there was a, a couple of vendors that were selling, you know, all old, like, Ral Partha stuff, uh, old Mech Warrior stuff, or, or Battletech stuff, and, um, and then it's just, like, a, a huge collection of board games and, and other arts and crafts type stuff, uh, so it was really cool. I, I didn't purchase, um, many mech-related things while I was there, but, um, it was a it was a really fun time. Uh, I got to hang out with folks, and uh, I took I did take a couple of pictures of some of the the giant mecha stuff they had going on because battle or um, yeah, Catalyst Games had their BattleTech booth was really huge and had a I think someone took a picture. There was a giant like BattleTech statue um, that that you know easily you know ten feet tall uh, or felt like it. It was tall. Um, and then like some, some different scale, uh, mecha games were going on too. Uh, those I did take a picture, a couple pictures of, and I did post them, uh, just recently on the Facebook page, uh, to, to check out their, I don't know what the scale is, but they were, they were pretty, pretty big, um, for, for little mecha robots for tabletop gaming. Um, so. They look like, uh. HD scale. What is HD scale? One forty-four. Yeah, they're much. Uh, I think they're even bigger than that. It looks like almost. They like. I'm trying to to 
I, I'd say they were just under a foot tall, maybe. Yeah, so they, like they, they were they were decently sized. That's crazy. Then that's that's like double the height of. Uh, yeah, that's huge. And these yeah. things are huge. If they're that tall. Yeah, they're they're easily bigger than a high grade. I would say. Wow. For for comparison, so and there was a bunch of them. Uh, so that was kind of neat. I didn't get to see anybody play that game, unfortunately. Um, but it was it was a neat show, and I'm definitely planning to go back there next year, uh, probably earlier, so that I can experience it a bit more. <laughs> yeah, and that's with a bigger wallet, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the scary thing about going through those. Luckily, I was stuck in uh, the Mantic booth for Gen Con. Otherwise, I think I would have spent a lot more money. Because it was more like just hit and run tactics, but if I had able to walk around and see some of that stuff, I think the same thing. I would have just wasted money left, right, and center. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was basically like the the three free hours that I had. It was basically like two hours and forty five minutes running around the vendor hall trying to make decisions, <laughs> and and then like fifteen minutes trying to figure out where I was supposed to play this tournament. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> There's no way you can do the vendor hall at Gen Con in three hours. No. Yeah. It, the whole weekend, That'll... walking around, I never. There was parts I never saw. Like there was literally things. So, <laughs> but I think Origins is the second largest one. So I could tell this. The scale is probably quite large. Like say, if, if all yeah. you have to do is compare it to Adepticon, Adepticon's relatively still pretty small. So, oh yeah, like yeah, it was. It was one of those things where I was looking at. I was like, bam, between the vendor vendor hall and like the. Uh, the gaming room, which were both about the same size, like you could almost fit the entirety of Adepticon in it. Yeah. Like it was, and that was just two rooms of the first floor, of which there are two floors and like a dozen other rooms. Yeah. So yeah, it you was get, a big place. You got to come to Gen Con because Gen Con literally that dealer room you could fit <laughs> like five Adepticons in. <laughs> Well, it sounds like Pat's talked me into a couple days at least. So. Well, there you go. You'll get to enjoy some of it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Other other kind of things um, kind of tangentially related, I did go to see the new uh, Godzilla movie, which was a lot of fun. Is there giant mechs uh, in it? There are not. There's <laughs> uh, a giant submarine. Is there Mecha Godzilla at least? And there's a giant, uh, uh, like, airship oh, that, that's kind so of thing. Good going on which is pretty neat um but no it is it was a really really awesome like slugfest of a of a movie um of between giant monsters uh i recommend it um but not too mecha related i heard Uh, i heard uh, for that movie it's like all the human parts are terrible but all the monster parts are amazing so you just gotta all the human parts you just gotta skip the human parts maybe on once it comes in home video you could just fast forward they were definitely not that strong on, on the human side of things, but uh, the the monsters were pretty fantastic. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad I, I got to see that in theaters. It, it's no um, Matthew Broderick movie though, right? No, no, <laughs> no. Is there... uh, it, it's a lot of focus is put on the the monsters. Yeah, it's good, which is good. But uh, other things. Um, not not quite related, but uh, to Mecha, but I, I picked up uh, Ace Combat, uh, the newest one that was uh, on PlayStation 4. And uh, it, it's kind of back to those Ace Combat roots of like, okay, this is a completely fictional world that we're flying, you know, jets all over the place on. There's giant, like, robotic 
drones and and airships and all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, that's been fun to play. Um, mostly, as as much as I love rocking the the F-14D uh, Tomcat, uh, I have been finding I, I've had to be playing as the Super Hornet a lot more <laughs> just to keep up. Um, but yeah, that that's that's been a fun uh, fun game to be playing. I definitely recommend it if you're into fighter jets on the the mecha side of things. Um, it's trying to think of other things. Otherwise, I've just been really busy <laughs> with a, a whole lot of non-mech-related things. Um, but yeah, having a good time. All right. <clears throat> what about you, Pat? Well, uh, so like I said earlier, I just got my Kickstarter for uh, Tiny Epic Mechs, and uh, by the time this comes out, you should have seen, if you are following our posts on Facebook that I posted an unboxing of the Tiny Epic Max. So, um, looks like, looks like to be a fun game. I actually, there's a solo play, so I might actually film a, uh, a how to play or not even how to play or just a play through of playing and maybe even do, uh, one for multiple players and, uh, the solo play just to, to try it out. Uh, the game looks fun. Uh, it's, it's got the plethora of, of man, or meeple, we'll call him, meeple to power suit to mech suit. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's also on the YouTube. You put it on the YouTube channel too, if anybody wants to check that out. Yes, I'm sorry, the unboxing, if you go check out that. Uh, mine hasn't come yet. Actually, when I saw that box today, I thought it was gonna be the, the, uh, Tiny Epic Mechs, but it ended up being that Robotech game. I expect that Tiny Epic Mechs to show up at my door at any time, so I'm excited about that one too. Did you kickstart that? Yep. You you forced oh. me to. I think it was you. <laughs> You're like, you have to do it. And or, also is was like, we, or is that when we walked to Gamelin Games at Gen Con and you saw how cool all that stuff looked? Well, that too. But uh, it also was like 20 bucks. It was so cheap. Yeah, it's a good it's a good oh, kickstarter. It's, it's such yeah. a small game. They're so small. Uh, they're fun to just kind of keep around. And they're, they're well, nice. Yeah, it's the kind of game you can throw in your backpack and it wouldn't take up any space. And it doesn't... Yeah, it looks like you could play it pretty much anywhere. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, game wise, uh, like I said, been playing some cab with my buddy John. Um, we've been experimenting with now with the scenarios and uh, different uh, terrain. So this time we actually, instead of playing in the city, we played out in the forest with right. some hills. So that played with different terrain heights and. And lines of sight through heavy and light cover forests and running through and all that things. Uh, uh, so yeah, it was actually fun. So this is where I really decided that that fire support was no good. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the scenario we were playing and all things like that. But uh, once again, if there's any Cav players uh, in the post here, like below <laughs> on Facebook or on Discord, tell tell Pat how to uh, use fire support in the five thousand point games, or tell him that, that he's correct that it's not worth it. <laughs> We'd like to hear what you think. Yeah, yes. I, I, I do not think it's worth it if I have points, but I guarantee someone thinks it's a good I'm gonna idea. Need, I'm going to need some heavy <laughs> convincing, that's for sure. Uh, where was I at now? So uh, another thing, though, we we also changed to, so, you know, we were just kind of messing around when we played, and the standard for most war games is to play a 6 by 4 table, but then you play on the 6-foot edges, uh, with Cavi playing on the four foot edges, 
and play the length of the six foot. Mm. Oh, uh, okay. So we actually did that for the first time, which was uh, which was fun. It actually changed the dynamic of the game too. So hmm. if you're going to play Cav, definitely play it that way because that lengthwise, so you get a little length- more strategy going on. Yeah, it was fun because then now uh, uh, you actually have to kind of move around to get into position to get your the the range of your weapons and things like that. Yeah, so it was fun. Uh, do I have anything else? I don't think I have anything else. Nice. Well, I- oh, uh, I started reading, you know, the the mobile armor read, so I started messing around with again with the the third book of uh, autocracy, autocracy. Yeah. Uh, monstrosity. Uh, if you listen to uh, me and Rob, did we post that already? Yep. By the posting of this, it's already posted. It's already. Uh, we, <laughs> we just we just finished. Uh, monstrosity. Oh my God, what, is, what was the last one? Primacy. Oh Christ! So <laughs> I just started reading Primacy, and then we okay. finished Monstrosity. Monstrosity was good, and uh, uh, in line with uh, the new Transform comic books, I, I like the direction. They've take IEW took is taken with the Decepticons and lastly with the monstrosity with the the Dinobots. Yes, mm. and if you're not reading, like I understand if you're reading the comics that you want to read along, but even if you're not reading the comics, I think it's still fun to the lore and stuff and us talking about it. If you're never planning on reading because we do ruin stuff, but if anybody wants to check that out, go to Mobile Armor Radio Reads and yeah. we'll tell you a story. We recap everything too, so it's we're we're telling you what happens. So it's yeah. uh, if you're not gonna read them, it's still worth nice. listening to. It's a recap, yeah. Uh so for Brian's sake, I guess, uh, I don't know if you listen <laughs> Uh the Dinobots are a special ops team. We're a special ops team that got left. They're kinda A team. They're the A team. They got uh, Yeah. <laughs> they they got uh, accused of a crime. Well, they might have committed, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Grimlock is Grimlock after it's, all. Yeah, it's well, exactly the, it. <laughs> they modified themselves, and then uh, the Autobot government imprisoned them instead of helping them. Put the, put them away in jail, and they escaped and went on the lamb. But uh, the thing and about if the you com- need them, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the thing about the comic books, it's, which is interesting, Grimlock, you know, in the TV show, he was always really dumb. In the comic books, he's he's quite smart, and he's uh, yeah, well, all of them are. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. They're, they're oh, not, yeah. they're, they're not, not like the, they're shown the like in the, yeah. yeah in the Gen One cartoon. So, which I really enjoyed. I mm. think even the uh, original comic books, like the once again those British Transformer, which really expanded on them. Uh, I think they were smart in that too. It was just the cartoon that, for some reason, they the uh, portrayed them as this dumb. Because they were dinosaurs, I guess they made them like cavemen almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're actually really smart, and like Pat said, they're like special ops, so they they were quite uh, efficient at doing their jobs. So oh, and they were whooping the hell out of the out of the Autobots. Yeah, well, everybody they were, they were kicking butt, and Grimlock is uh yeah he's a major player in that whole thing. Yeah, so nice. that was that's cool. Uh, uh, I did not get any other mech stuff, so I think that's all I got. I do have something to add, because it said I didn't add enough. <laughs> I just happened to notice it that... doesn't stop. Yeah, Comixology <laughs> is having a sale right now on uh all the Ghost in the Shell manga. So if you want to get into Ghost in the Shell, which does have mechs in it, so it works, you go to Comixology. I wish we were sponsored by them. I would save money. I hope the sale lasts into July. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. 
It'd be too late to mention this, but the the calf Kickstarter closes June thirtieth. Yes, so it just <laughs> closed. Yeah, so it just closed. Uh, the they had the preview models on there, and they look great. Yes. If you're listening to this live, this is useful information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will. All this is going to be posted in. Uh, anything we find is always going to be in the in the Facebook group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on Facebook, well, you can always just make a fake account in a fake name and go in. Facebook, but if not, we also have Discord. We try to post a lot of stuff in Discord too. I'm bad about that, but I'll try. I'll try it better. Yeah, I try to. I try to post in both places, just because some people don't use Facebook, and a lot more people are less people are using Facebook now because it is terrible. So, <laughs> all right, so uh, that's it for uh, Comstar. So let's uh, move on to the mech bay and get to the meat of the things. Now entering. The Mech Bay Hanger. Okay, here we are now in the Mech Bay Hanger. Uh, today's discussion. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Mech Fluff. Mecha, mecha Fluff. <laughs> that's that not the weird. pollen that's floating through the air right now. I don't know if you guys get this, but there's yeah. poplar, and it looks like snow. It's just this poplar yeah. fluff in the air. Oh my god, it's killing me. My allergies. Yeah, are, it's everywhere. My yeah. head's exploded. So now that Rob's head exploded, <laughs> back back to mech fluff. Which, yeah. what makes a good background and why for for mechs in general and uh, what our favorites are. So uh, let's start with uh, you, Brian. Um. Well, I've had a little bit of time to think about it, and and it comes down to if uh, if I'm leaning towards a kind of a real robot show versus a super robot kind of show. Um, and, uh, and so the, the real warrior, uh, real robot one, uh, I think definitely that kind of, the fluff of, like, the rationale behind the mechs, right? Like, like Macross, I always like to look at that one and go, okay, well, we had a reason for creating giant robots that look like humans. It's because we were fighting giants. Like, yeah, you know, even if it's as as simple as that, uh, that that's the kind of the fluff and, and rationale I like things to have. Um, Gundam is also uh, really really rich with that kind of stuff. Um, when you when you dive into things like the Manofsky particles and what they you know the reason why they fight in these uh, suits and and basically with all this close combat, even in the, you know, the far reaches of space is because, you know, long range, uh, radar is, is all shot to, to crap because of these particles. So, uh, those, those kind of touches, uh, I really like, um, in, in the real robot side of things. Um, super robots, uh, they're often just, you know, creatures of their own making. Uh, so, um, it, it, that's often more fueled by the fighting spirit <laughs> of, uh, of their, their pilots and whatnot. Uh, so, like, the, the way that that gets harnessed, uh, is always kind of a fascinating way. You got shows like Gurren Lagan where it's all about your know, spiral manly energy kind of thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, what was the other show I was thinking of? Like, Die Buster is also like a, a crazy one as well. 
I suppose I should throw out Darling in the Franks because I've <laughs> talked about it before. Um, you know, Fooly Cooly is another, you don't think of it as a giant mecha show, but there's giant mecha in it. Um, and that's, that's all, you know, fuel, like the energy source in Super Robot, uh, shows is, I think, where, where it's, can be the most fascinating. Like what, what, what powers these things to make them do these outrageous feats? Um, and then the energy that's the driving force behind it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm of many minds on this, uh, but those, those are typically the things that I really latch onto. So things like, uh, th- those tiny details in the real robot side of things. So like, you know, there's a reason why OHMS team is one of my favorites of the Gundam franchise, uh, is that the amazing attention to detail on like, you know, these are how these machines work. They, they break down. Uh, they need repairs uh, just from being in the elements. Um, and the, the reasons why the characters are fighting is always kind of neat to look at. Yeah. Yeah, with the super robots, I find it's it's there's not usually history about it. It's more, like you say, yeah. it's more about the this kid finds this robot talisman that turns him into a giant robot. Like it's, there's never like a big history behind it. It's more, hey, mm-hmm. li- how is this person dealing with the situation they're in? And like you say, different power sources. But whereas the real robot usually, usually it's a historical thing happening. Like it kind of goes back mm-hmm. or forward with what's going on. That's it. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say is your favorite then, Rob? Or Rob, uh, right? <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever your name is. Whatever my name is. I change from day to day. Uh, well, I, I, I guess I did kind of throw it out there, like, um, you know, the the OHMS team is probably uh, the favorite. It, it's short, it's sweet, um, it's not without its flaws for sure, but um, I, I think that just that extra level of, of detail, uh, you know, being f- really flung into a, a war that's already going on, um, I think helps a lot. Like, if, if it didn't have the context of the one-year war... Mm-hmm. As a backdrop, like the the show would not be as good, but um, I think that the fact that it's it told this microcosm of a story, um, with with those suits really really kind of treating them like, you know, that they're they're machines, um, for war, uh, was was really a, a smart move, um, but. Uh, yeah, I I think that's that's probably the one to go with, um, at least today. <laughs> at least today. Yeah. Uh, all right, Rob. What, what 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 are your thoughts on a good mech fluff and what makes a good mech fluff? Well, to to continue with the Gundam thing, I think it's interesting. With Gundam is that uh, it all begins with that original series. Like there mm-hmm. is a little bit of backstory, but mostly it begins there and it's built off there, and then you do get things like. Oh, eighth, uh, team, and then, uh, like, all the way through Zeta and all those ones. Like, it, it just builds off that story, and I love how the fact that it, it does, like, you get the general gist in that first series that there's space stations and there's, like, a civil war starting. But from there, it's you following those characters, or you're following the, the, what's happening in that war for, at least for the, uh, what do they call that, uh, that's, 
The one year war? Yeah, one year war series. Like once you get into Wing or all those ones, it all goes crazy. But uh oh, Universal Century is what you meant. Yeah, Universal Century. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah, like it's it's that original series that I don't know. I think there's ten or something uh different series <laughs> in there. That's the one that's really interesting for me for the Gundams at least is because it's uh it does build off itself. It just keeps continuing the story. But, mm-hmm. but the real one that I always, it probably, well, other than Robotech, Robotech once it's almost like a super robot story, cause it does <laughs> skip into the center of it. It like, since it was an America, Americanized version of a Japanese show, uh, they, they did skip, they did almost the Voltron, that was the things around at the same time, where they just mm-hmm. were like, okay, this is what's happening. They didn't really go on the background, so I, I don't find the fluff there amazing. I'm sure the original Macross is way better fluff wise. But, uh, the one that for me is Battletech. I was a huge mm. Battletech fan from from the moment I saw that there was this game called Battletech with mechs in it. And then I started reading all the stories and the whole like political end of it, but then there's warfare with the mechs and like it's almost too expansive. It goes h- hundreds of years. Now it's even farther. They're going into the like further along the timeline. But it went it it, it started in 3025, but there were stories about, you know, like hundred years before that, when the the original Exodus of Kerensky and all that stuff, like there was all this backstory to it that was so rich. Like that's what, that was just, you're kind of thrown into this living world. It was like a real breathing world, and uh, a lot of people don't like the idea of mechs in BattleTech. They think, well, what's the point? But I love like the stories. If you actually read them, they they explain that obviously mechs aren't the best way to fight, but if they if they fight in using nuclear weapons, they're pretty soon going to be nobody left because it's just way too powerful. So they're using this as a proxy war instead of actually all at war. Like it'd be so easy, and obviously at some point there there is nukes start flying, and it does cause a lot of issues, and yes. pretty much they got thrown back into a dark age because of it. And that's why battle te- that why mechs are used because you don't want that to happen. You you do a proxy war so that less people die and that you you don't just destroy interstellar travel or interstellar communications which eventually happens and like i think it proves itself it shows itself what happens in the if you do do an all out all out war so anybody who complains that mechs exist in battletech it's like you see what happens if you if you don't use mechs <laughs> so it's <laughs> but the story right. is yeah progressed like as much as pat hates the clan invasion when that happened it was like whoa this is a they just took a bright <laughs> turn like it was just a, so strange that all of a sudden these aliens pretty much from outer space came and invaded the inner sphere it changed everything and then as the story progresses which i pretty much stopped with the clans but then there's the jai had there's like all these further stories that <laughs> what did you say it's a jihad. Jihad. jihad jihad yeah jihad <laughs> jeez you and your pronunciation of uh other words but anyways, the, the story continues on, and it's I think that's the most interesting part about Battletech, and that's why Battletech is my favorite. And I, there is just so many books written too. I think that's that's it's so expansive in the in the books. Like we don't get animated series. There was a terrible animated series, but uh, it's this is all books. And books usually you get a lot more lore and a lot more backstory than a show could be. So yeah. I think that's what also helped with it. And uh, yeah, it's just hundreds of years of history that is just built up over the 40 years that this game has been out or whatever. It's not quite 40, probably well, 35. It just celebrated the anniversary. Yeah, 35, I was going to say. Yep. So Battletech is my go-to 
hit fluff <laughs> for mech stuff, I think. Pat, what about you? What are you looking at? Well, you know, I thought long and hard. You know, while Gundam was my first introduction into uh, mechs, followed shortly by Battletech. Uh, it's like you said with the the anime series, is that there is a story behind it. Um, and Gundam is one of the better ones for keeping the fluff going. Like you said, it, it's all built upon the the original series, and which is great. <laughs> Uh, but, and I, and I do like the stories, but they've never been my favorite stories. You know what I'm saying? If we're talking mechs and stuff, uh. Sure. So like you, Rob, I fall to Battletech, uh, because it just called out and it's so expansive. Uh, and, you know, I kind of lost interest. Like you said, when the clans came out, it just, it just, uh, you know, I like the whole idea of Kerensky and him. Pulling away in his story, but then him coming back or his, his, his prod, progeny coming back and just kind of wreaking havoc with the inner sphere. Uh, it's like they almost just wanted to destroy the inner sphere and use the clans. And when I say they, I mean the, the storytellers mm. at Battletech wanted to just kind of destroy the inner sphere using the clans. That, that's the, the, uh, the feeling I got with the clans, which is why I hate them so much. Well, I, you were also tainted by the gameplay. Where I was never tainted by the gameplay as much oh, yeah, as the, the story. Play. Like the you, you felt that the moment the clans came, it was like, well, these are just too powerful. Like it's just stupid. And I think that probably tainted a lot of your perception of the clans. It did, and it did. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it did. Uh, coupled with them just destroying the inner sphere in general. Um. Uh, uh, where was I going with this? But the Battletech fluff is just so expensive. Like I said, you know, some of the first books I read on mechs were, were, uh, Battletech and, you know, and this is back when, when books were coming out, they usually came out in trilogies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, it was, it was good to read the trilogy, you know, the gray ghosts, uh, the, even the, the, uh, Oh Christ! That was it. House Davian that had that three set, the Masters. Yeah, of the, the Warriors Sword. trilogy. Yeah, uh, there was that trilogy. You know, and these were all books when I was reading uh, back in the eighties. So just when I started getting into the 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 role playing and the fantasy and the sci fi and all that stuff, so uh, it really resonates to me uh, now. There's a, 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 a nice background to each one of the houses and everything. You know, Xeon uh, and Fetis, you know, there's a, a, a small background that you get out of the – but it's not – you know, they didn't expand. They didn't talk about yeah. it. Yeah, until now it was the origin, but yeah, it, what, it took what, this what, long. Yeah. At the time, what was driving – Yeah. Uh, oh, Christ, what is – who's the, who was who killed the, the Xeon guy to take over? Uh, Urin? Was You're it the Gar- Garlog? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh the, the Zabi Zobbies, family. Yeah. The Zabi family, yeah. The Zabi. I couldn't remember the last name. Uh, uh, what drove? Yeah, what did drove Zabi to start all that, start that war and everything? You know, you don't get that. And you don't get the, you know, you see it when they're on Earth. Are they on Earth? They do go to Earth, yep. Yeah, when they're, when the Fetties are just as almost as bad as Zeon guys, you know. With yeah. Taking oh, over, yeah. You, you don't see... How the Federation itself is kind of corrupt on the inside, or 
You get uh, impressions of it for sure, but yeah, it's it's not. Well, I think it is once a year because it is just an anime. If there was like a a book series, well, there probably is, but I've never read any of them. But yeah, um, they might give well, there, uh, more background there, to that stuff. There was a fun. Uh, actually, I, I want to interrupt because I'll, I'll, my tangent will take us away. So <laughs> feel free to continue. Uh, but so I, you know, reg- if there is, I didn't get to see it, so yeah. it didn't get part. Yeah, of it. yeah. Uh, so I, it, that that. That's why the Gundam didn't catch me. Now, uh, I do have a, a close favorite, and I'm hoping they kind of run with it. You know, it, it, granted, it's still a very small company with talent games, but one of the things that drew me to Cab was the fluff inside the main book on the on the different factions. You know, mm-hmm. there was a nice little uh, I don't know what you want to call it excerpt on how the the wreck are they care about how they fight their military their, even the the Malvernus have their religious structure in there so there's a, a thought out fluff for these and i do uh, like with the cav it's aliens it's not just all humans like battletech yes, you do get like exactly. like more variety that way for sure yeah and then uh, there's a certain cross between fantasy aspects and sci-fi ex- or human aspects in uh with uh, that 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 I'm perceiving, I should say, I can't say that was done on purpose. But like, uh, one of the things that drove me to Iraq is that you know they're a cross between like the Mongols and uh, and orcs in a sense mm-hmm. w- with their playstyle. It doesn't come out right and say it, but it's the way their their military doctrine works and how they're fast moving, uh, tribal. They almost strike me as Klingons. That's how I always felt those guys. They yeah, were like mm. warrior spirit kind of thing going on. Yeah, so there's 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 a nice a nice base to tie in with them, uh, and uh, the description of those guys was of any of any of the factions in in Cav. You know, the Amorethil. Uh, that's why. Yeah, that's why the I River, the, uh, the the Templar. Yeah, there's, there's, the, the reading those things, that's definitely like gets your, your mind going and like, oh, I really like the way these guys sound and. Yeah, which is why I picked the wreck, you know, it was yeah. one of the reasons that like, I, this is, this is the kind of, if I was to be someone in this universe, I would be a wreck. <laughs> Cause you're insane and you just eat people. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I, so I think that's what makes a good fluff is that if you can tie in and bring people into so like you can say, hey, I I I, I identify with this, you know, uh, I identify being Zeon. I identify being in in a role play sense, mm. you know, space Nazis, I, space Nazis. <laughs> I, I, I identify being uh, a Lyran, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. There's a uh, yeah, even with BattleTech, yeah, you you kind of identify with a certain group. And you like them more than others and hate the other ones. And I think that's important <laughs> with all the, it's factions. All these game, all these, uh, shows and stuff tend to have factions that you kind of support, or at least, yeah. or at least groups you support. Maybe not the whole faction, but. Yeah. And, and then, and with Robotech, it was even just more, you identified, I identified more with characters. So I don't think Robotech in itself has got a great mech fluff. No, I that's, think, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I just identified more with the characters yeah. than the actual yeah or the or the vehicle, but not so much the what's going yeah 
It's not yeah. like you're a pro Zentradi or pro Earth or yeah, you're, you're I more mean, like you're oh, always... I really like uh, Roy Fokker in his plane or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. Or or even that in in Robotech and and Macross, like there's there's a lot less emphasis that the the pilot and like the suit that you know whatever mech they're piloting is is as iconic. Like 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 Amuro is very much like the Gundam. Like they are mm-hmm. are synonymous. Yes. Um, uh, Robotech it is much more of like I just have this plane. Uh, and the plane lets me fire missiles that I shouldn't be allowed to carry yeah. <laughs> as many as I have. And that's but not like, to say Robotech, Robotech yeah. is not a good story. Uh, right, right. In the context of mech fluff, it's not, yeah. in my opinion, a good mech fluff, which is why it didn't even touch my radar yeah. when I was considering these things. Uh, mm-hmm. Pacific Rim had a good fluff. You know, they yeah. talked, they had a good yeah. little explaining why the Jaegers came about and things like that. Uh, I liked it a lot, but it's just not that much of it. No, yeah. it's not that much of it. There's only two it. movies. And-, and it, you know, it was still, uh, it's still brand new and stuff like that, which is why yeah. it, it, it's not number one on my list, but it's up there. I, I think I like the calf fluff a little bit better than the Pacific Rim going with it. Uh, I hope uh, that the guys at Talon Games are able to, in the future, continue to do more with the fluff, mm-hmm. uh, because I would like to see it. Uh, I would read those books if they came out. That's always the hard mm-hmm. thing, is especially with these smaller companies. It seems oh, it, it's very, very, very hard. I'm not, and so I, yeah. I just, that's why I say I hope that they're able to do something with it. Yeah, like uh, even Mantic Games is just now getting into the books after 10 years. They're finally getting full, like mm-hmm. actual book oh, yeah. series coming Publication out. Publication so. is a whole nother beast, and yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't begrudge them if they don't. Anytime soon, I just know that uh, the fluff that they put in the main rule book it was enough to capture me. Yeah, mm. uh, to the point where I would actually consider it a close second to BattleTech at this point. Yeah, they they, they definitely did, created interesting factions, and that really helps with the fluff. I, uh, another thing with the with the fluff, which I find interesting, is that almost all mech games do have to explain why they're. Mech games and mech anime. I have to explain why you're using mechs, and I think that yeah. <laughs> it, it creates a backstory of a lot of these things. Why these? Th- why we're using this? So that you have to explain it, and that creates a history just by explaining it, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, generally, unless it's simple, like you say with Robotech, we're fighting big guys, so we have to have big things. But in Yo, general, this thing, this thing landed in our backyard, and look what we made. Yeah, or it already had stuff. Yeah, but. The idea for like BattleTech or Cav or any of these things, I think it's it's very interesting. The you have to have the factions. I think that's the real thing that helps with the fluff. Mm-hmm. Or or yeah. a good story, like you say with MS. That's just such a good story. It is a good story. That yeah. Eighth just... MS team. That's that's it is definitely so far the best story. It's it, yeah. captivating all the way through, other than the very last episode, which is just <laughs> so... confusing. <laughs> Which you you don't even have to watch. No, you can skip it. It's very uh, that last episode. I I, I compare it to uh, Hearts of Darkness or, uh, or yeah, what's it called? Apocalypse Now. It's like that kind of feel to it. Like it's the mm-hmm. trippy t- the voyage down the river, <laughs> but in in a really like poorly conceived way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but uh, but no, like I. I I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, like another core thing, like the the ambiguity of of the um, the like the moral ambiguity of a lot of the factions at play. Yeah. I think is another 
strong uh, draw for me. So like you're saying, where the the Earth Federation forces, a lot of them, like when we meet a lot of them on the ground, they're like scumbags and like trashing somebody's house just because they can. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then at the same time, we get some very noble-hearted like villains and antagonists, right? That uh, that that are really stand-up people. They just happen to be on the other side of the war. Yeah, honorable, um, and they're just fighting for yeah. what they think is right. And, like Rambaral and... Yeah. And Actually, his, almost his all his of the uh, Zeon guys. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> even even in OAith, uh team, like, there's a, a, several of them. You got Norris Packard as the, the other goof pilot, but even um, the other, like, ground force commander, the guy that had, like, the black crazy hair mm-hmm. uh, that was always picking on uh, Guineas and his sister Ina, like, he he was kind of a sleazy dude, but at the end of the day, like, a big thing for him was, I'm, I'm going to get my men retreated, we're going to get back into space, and, you know, that, that's all I care about, is getting getting yeah. my troops home. Yeah. Um, which is, is pretty uh, respectable. But, uh, yeah, the, the, Another fun show, like, there are some shows that get really trippy with their mecha lore. And I'll just throw Evangelion out <laughs> to the, yeah. the field. Not just because it, it's now on Netflix again with a different dub and, uh, and m- some might say some questionable, uh, translation <laughs> issues. Um, apparently they, it sounds like they lost the rights to, uh, the ending theme. That's what I heard too, yeah. Uh, so it's it's not going great for the Netflix release of the show, but hey, it's <laughs> it's um, I should say re-release. Uh, but like the the original concept for like the Avas is really kind of fascinating and entrenched in the the lore of that show. And I won't go into spoiler territory because oh boy, is it spoiler territory uh, with like where those suits come from? Yeah. But I, I just kind of started thinking about all the other shows that we didn't really highlight uh, that have crazy mech designs and stuff like that. Sadly, I don't have um, a great wealth of knowledge on some, but like Zoids is another one that comes to mind. Uh, just the the crazy like random animal combinations uh, that they made giant robots of. Yeah, those are almost resorts. super uh, robot shows. Those ones, it's there might yeah. be a little bit basis in it, but those super robot shows, this the craziest stuff is the reason for any of it. Like it's, yeah. it's whatever they can. Th- they like okay, it's just it's an amulet. It's a you know whatever. Uh huh. A, a robot crashed Earth, and this boy happened to find it, so now it's his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, uh, even same with the Transformers. I mean, you know. Yeah. We were. I was just indoctrinated with the cartoon and. Uh, since we started the mobile armor reads, I'm actually starting to enjoy. Yeah, the cartoon fluff is terrible, but the yeah. is so much better in the in the IDW series. Yeah. So the IDW that we're reading now, I'm starting to get really immersed. You know, it was I thought it was great that Megatron was just a reg, uh, a regular old miner, happy living his life until yeah. he got threatened. You know, which is kind of reminiscent, reminiscent or. Representative of what's happening today, he's was going to be replaced by automation. Yeah, mm. and yeah, indeed, it was it. He was even just like the Autobots aren't the 
the shining examples of good people, like Brian was saying. There's yeah. there's two sides to the story that they're they're jerks too. So yeah, so that I think that the, the so uh, I think good fluff is a good way to go with the mech thing. And so what mm. I guess where I'm going is that while Transformers wasn't again on my list. Since reading the comic books, I would now include Transformers having a nice fluff background because of these IDW comics. I don't know. I haven't read any other Transformer books, so I can't, yeah. I can't attest to how they add or subtract to the fluff of, of the Transformers. But these IDW comic books, I'm enjoying. Yeah, like quite talk to us in another year when we've read a lot more. We might this, <laughs> that might raise a lot more up on the standing. Right now, we're right up, just scratching the surface. But so yeah, far, because so we good. are we are reading them in. Chronological, chronological, chronological <laughs> history-wise, not history-wise. <laughs> history-wise. Yeah. His, uh, when I say history-wise, uh, history-wise as a trans. Not release dates, but actual history in the story. If yeah. we're reading an almanac on Transformers, we're reading it in that direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been really good. Cause yeah, the cartoon is like Omegatron's evil, Starscream's annoying. But fun. <laughs> Soundwave, Soundwave is, isn't as cool as he is in the comic books. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then Optimus is, Optimus is Optimus. I think he's pretty much similar in both. But everybody else has a little bit more nuance. It's, it's a lot more, like, I know, I, I've, I know some spoilers that I won't ruin for you for the comics coming up. And there's some characters that you're like, oh, I thought this guy was this and he's not actually that, you know, like, it's, it's dun, dun, dun. so it's, it's, I think there's going to be a lot more, uh, intrigue once again, a lot more depth. And I always say it, it's the writing. When you, you get write something or read it, it, there's way more than if you just uh, watch a 24-episode TV show or 76 or whatever it was Transformers went for. Sure. They're also made for, for young children at, that uh, you couldn't get too deep into some uh, twists and turns. They still did. Like, they're, it just, they had to present it in a way that got it past the censors and got it past the advocacy groups at the time. They... Had to make sure it wasn't too much of a commercial and not too much of a, uh, you couldn't kill too many people until the movie, which was crazy. <laughs> but, right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's an interesting, uh, concept to look at. And I think we, we've come down to, yeah, you need to have factions, you need to have intrigue, you need to have good characters, and, uh, and not black and white. I think that's uh, shades of Very gray. Very much. Shades of yeah. gray. Perfect. Shades of gray. Yep. Yeah. All cool. right. Good discussion. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So why don't we uh, wrap it all up now and then uh, head on down to the X-Fill. Let's X-Fill out of here. All right. Welcome to the X-Fill. Welcome to the end. Welcome <laughs> to the end. We wrap this up. This is the end. Only friend. Good the end. We're back on Apocalypse uh, Now. I thoroughly enjoyed our little fluff discussion. Uh, it was good this, that yeah. we're all kind of on board. You know, it's really, I, I, what brings a mech to life in my book, in my book is, is a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's whatever, uh, whatever appeals to you. I'd love to hear yeah. from, uh, Maybe some Super Oba fans. I think uh, oh, if yeah. there's any that we're either forgetting about, because there is just so many that has, oh, has so good background. <laughs> yeah, there might be some that yeah. are great background that we just don't remember or don't never watch. Oh, we, so please yeah, write down. Or... Definitely, yeah. Feel free to chime in with what is your favorite fluff uh, yeah. or story for uh, for Mech in general. Uh, yes, if absolutely. there's a specific story, yeah, that'd be interesting too. 
that's uh be nice to see that maybe we catch up on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So uh, thanks for listening to the thirteenth episode. A year and a month we've had out now. <laughs> Lucky number thirteen, which is season two point one. Still amazing to me, man. Uh, <laughs> that we made it a year. <laughs> well, that, that we've done a year and it hasn't even seemed like a year. It really hasn't. This year's gone fast, though. It's been a fast year. Yeah, just uh, I, I know it sounds like I've been paid in cab for about a year now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have, I think. <laughs> you listen, listen to me talk about my little project here. Yeah. It's like, and I did nothing with it. These guys, they they, they don't get anything done. They don't get anything <laughs> <It's> done. <true. laughs> If you'd like us to get more stuff done, yeah. post in the, the Facebook yeah. page I'll below. Need, or... I'll need my electricity bill paid so I can yeah. spend my time painting. <laughs> we set up a Patreon yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> to get these two to do more. Uh, yeah, this year also, this second year, we're, we're obviously going to step up uh, production. We've already done Mobile Armor Radio Reads. We're doing a lot more videos. Hopefully do even more videos. Maybe get some more interviews in. It's mm. we're, we're trying to get more uh, content out, not just once a month anymore. Yeah, and we are very, very, very much open to uh, any guys out there who are putting out mech games. Yeah, uh, feel free to reach out. Games, comics, books, whatever. Yeah, spotlight. Uh, you know, you know, in our humble little podcast. Not that I think we are reaching millions and millions of people, but you know, we are a platform, and we're, we're reaching the do. people that count. And then people, <laughs> do, there are some people who do listen to us. So. And I must say, we're reaching more people because the moment I, I posted the uh, the picture of the Robotech uh, uh, card games I got there, all of a sudden I got tons of like Japanese uh, Twitter accounts retweeting our stuff. I'm like, I guess it's just real popular in Japan or something like the Robotech stuff, which is odd. Rob, Rob is big in Japan. Yeah, Rob is big in Japan. <laughs> Robotech's big in Japan for some reason. I was like, what? that was so what? strange. What is, does Robotech made it all the way to? It went all the way back, I guess. <laughs> Are they going to call it Robotech, or are they going to call it Macros? Macros? Oh, that's a good question. I wonder if, they, oh, if these if these games are sold in Japan, even. Because Harmony Gold, I don't think, has any ability to sell stuff in Japan because of that. So. No. And this is all marketed by Harmony Gold. So, Well, if you're in Japan, let us know, because I'm curious <laughs> now. Yeah. And uh, that's great. Good stuff. Yeah. Another year. Another year. All right, guys. One more another year. year. One more year. Another year <laughs> having fun and playing mechs. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's call it a night. I guess we're wrapping it up now. Uh, wrapping it up, guys. So uh, thanks again for listening. I have been Chopper. I've been Brian. And I'm Rob. Go to our Twitter. Well, Facebook more page. On Twitter. <laughs> oh well, ma. What is our Twitter? Ma radio. All the links are everywhere. So <laughs> they're at the bottom of this post on uh, Podbean, or they're on on Facebook, or they're on. Go check out Discord our page at Mobile Armor Radio if you, and our YouTube channel, Mobile Armor Radio. Yeah, if you if you if you're listening to this, you probably have access to the the <laughs> ways to find us. So do that. Make it a little adventure. If you'd like us to to read off our URLs, you know, verbatim every episode, leave a comment in the section below. I refuse. Head, it's too much. Head, head to our store and get the, your coffee mug, your Mobile Armor Radio coffee mug. And the shirts. Mug. I wear my Mobile Armor Radio shirts all the time. I love them. Yes. So, so. there you go. Fun times. Right. Have a nice night, everybody. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been... 
Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.